Hey, and welcome to the Centenary Podcast, a podcast created to help our church as well as the church grow in our faith as we all continue to follow Jesus. So this week we're continuing to talk about being real and authentic and vulnerable as a person in Christ and living in a culture that wants literally everything to do with being fake. So how we were raised, what impacted us, what we've seen growing up have all had influences on who we are as people. And after coming to Christ, a lot of those threaten who we are becoming in Christ. And so we hope this conversation helps bring clarity to your life and the Holy Spirit uses this to start some new growth today. So without further ado, let's hop into this week's episode. All righty, we are back. Good morning again. Another week. Good morning again. <laughs> because we're not doing this in the afternoon. Nope. Nope. It is Wednesday morning. Rainy Rainy morning. day. Dude, I was reading my Bible this morning, and I was just like, rain was pouring down, and I was like, this, I could I could totally light a fire right now and yeah. sit here for the next eight hours and just call it a day. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, this is, this is one of those dreary days. Mm-hmm. But. We're here. We're going to wake people up. <laughs> we are. We're alive. Um, <laughs> hey, if you're joining us for this week, we are actually continuing a conversation we started last week about vulnerability. Yeah, I'm real excited about this. And today's conversation, as we were fleshing it out, really, I mean, there are some topics today that really what I was thinking of this conversation specifically is how Satan works really, really well is that he wants to not only just inundate you Mm -hmm. with a ton of stuff so that you're just distracted all the time, but he wants to put so many things in front of you that he pulls himself away enough so that you never even think that there's any kind of evil going on, wrong going on, him involved in anything whatsoever. Or, or Mm. the other side of that is that when there's not that vulnerability and that openness and that being genuine with each other, it's not just that, Everybody assumes everything's good and going okay. That happens. But also, you know, I think the enemy allows people to make assumptions about other people. and Because if you're not in good conversation with each other, you don't know. You don't really Mm -hmm. know what people think. You don't know who they are. No. And and I think the enemy uses that even yes. more, just oh, like because we're just so sure that we understand this person when we've not really had conversations with oh, them. For sure. And so today we're talking about how do you live a real, vulnerable, and authentic life in the midst yeah. of one of the most fake cultures I know of. Yes. Obviously, all I know is American culture, but... We are just so inundated with anything and everything. And yes. how do you go about stepping into this new life that really says, hey, it um, it's the, you know, the chosen intro mm-hmm. where you've got all the gray fish going. Yep. You've got a few fish. You are going against the current. You're going right. against people. You're going against the grain. You, you are stepping into something totally different. And so today we're talking about. Uh, how have you been brainwashed? How have you been brainwashed? Uh, but no, seriously, like our culture and how Satan has used our culture is that we've grown up with stuff, yeah. uh, whether things we've seen on TV, whether things we've learned in school that have been formative 
even in ways that we didn't want them to be formative in. And so they talking, have been very formative. Yeah, we're talking culture. We're talking media. We're going to be talking at the end of the conversation about AI and social yeah. media and stuff like that. I mean, it's going to be. A I great remember when Facebook came on the scene, and, and I remember thinking, "This is so dumb." Yeah, and so it was a bunch of college students just trying to figure out stuff about each other and hooking up, yeah. and so they they find each other on the internet, and this won't last. Yeah, and here we are. Absolutely. I mean, it's crazy how it exploded and and changed our society, is changing our society. Yeah. Oh, completely. Uh, this is probably for the younger crowd, um, the younger side of things. But do you know Do you know the, the guy Vince on YouTube videos, the fitness guy for V-Shred? Have you ever mm, seen any of this I don't stuff? think so. Oh, my gosh. They are I don't, all, I don't, this, this I, totally, I don't watch a lot of fitness videos. No, it's, that, that's the thing. It's not <laughs> that you're even looking for fitness. So Vince, Vince, V-Shred guy, I'm totally giving him publicity, too. Uh, but he's, he's, all of his advertisements are like, hey, you want to, you really want to eat the things that you want to eat yeah. and still look like this super cut and everything. But like the younger crowd, we know, we know Vince from V shred is going to yeah. pop up before my YouTube video. His ad's going to come up and going to be like, you know, you want to do it. But like things like that, where it's just like, those are such small things. But yeah. I mean, you too, even knowing from like a marketing and an advertising background, you yeah, know how addicting and how easily what you're constantly trying to give the human mind. Yes. And we've been just, brainwashed, saturated in it that we don't. And so I was thinking we would, um, if you have something come to mind, what's a moment where you saw, you saw something either as a kid or something that somebody was doing that you're like, I have to have that. And for me, I was thinking of this, it was light up shoes. (laughs) Um, I'll never forget in like fourth grade, uh, there was an ad on TV, one of these new Adidas that, you know, you hit the ground and they put LEDs in them and it lights up and everything. And then all of a sudden, there's a few people at my school in elementary school, they started wearing them. And I was like, no joke. I was like, I have to have these things. <laughs> I bugged my parents every single day because I was just like, this is this is the coolest thing. But not also the coolest thing. It's like, this is what you need. This is what you need. You need these shoes so yeah. much. I got a pair for sure. And one of the shoes of the LEDs broke and like a week. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like the most dumb. How did useless. it change your life? Oh, it, it literally changed everything for the four days that I actually <laughs> thought they were cool. Yeah. And then they just became shoes again. Like <laughs> what about those? Do you remember those shoes that, um, that you could pop out the wheel? It was like turned to a roller Heelys? skate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did we y'all have Heelys. those? We had Heelys dude. You talk about some <laughs> Garrett Farbach. That man he have was a Healy King. <laughs> he, to this day, if you ever wanted to surprise him for a gift, and if you know Garrett Farbach, get him a pair of Heelys. Heelys. He, I mean, he was all over those things. <laughs> that is hilarious. But what about you? What's something that you were just like? Well, you know, was... I've, I've told my sad Christmas stories before around mm. here, but I actually uh, have, a, have a good one. And it was the year that the Starship Enterprise from Star Trek came out and it came, it, it folded out into three huge sections and you got like two or three action figures with it. But the greatest thing about it was, you know how they would disintegrate. They could get in the little, the little tube and they disintegrate and be in another place. They'd be sent to another place. I don't know what you call that, but so it had that on that, Ship and what happened is you would put the action figure 
into the little space and then it you could uh twist the top and roll it around nice and the person the person was on the other side and then it'd come back around and there was nobody there there. yeah and so i just thought that was magical (laughs) but it was a really cheap plastic thing that and all it was was you spun him around and he disappeared but he really didn't disappear he was in the back but i just thought that was the greatest thing and for christmas one year i got the starship enterprise and about three or four action figures and it was wonderful i just thought i don't need anything else (laughs) in the world ever (laughs) and and i remember how it looked exactly like william shatner yes exactly oh yeah (laughs) Come and on, Spock, Leonard Nimoy. I got a Spock Chatton. too. Let's go. And Spock had the pointy ears and all <laughs> yep. that good stuff. That's awesome. So yeah, and it was because I on Saturday morning cartoons. See, back then mm. you got up on Saturday morning. There were only three channels. Yep. NBC, ABC, CBS. Yep. That's all you had. Yeah. And every channel had cartoons on Saturday morning. Let's go. And they'd have all kinds of commercials for toys. Yeah. And so I thought I got to have that. Heck yeah. And I got it. And you got it. Well, hey, before we jump into kind of the meat of our conversation, can you pray for us that God would Absolutely. open our hearts, open our minds in this time as we we're cuz I think we're going to call out some stuff cuz we have to. We have Absolutely. to we have to become aware of this stuff in order to really follow Christ. And so Yeah, yeah let's pray. pray. For us. God, thank you so much for who you are and and Lord, it is because of our sin natures that we're susceptible to so many things that that lead us in one way or the other. And I pray that our conversation today will be helpful to people who are listening, that um, we would walk away from this conversation with even a, a better understanding of who you are and how you want us to walk out this life. And Lord, we know that that technology is not bad, uh, and we know that social media is not necessarily all bad, but it certainly has taken precedence over you and your word in so many of our lives. And so I pray, Lord, that as we talk about this today, that you'll open our hearts and minds and that that we'll maybe do something a little differently that's turned more toward you because of this conversation. Mm-hmm. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So the first area that we're tackling is the American dream and Mm -hmm. talking a little bit about culture. And so really what I wanted to shape the first kind of big pillar in a lot of our lives as Americans that we're listening is this success culture. It is the idea that American dream is that you can make anything of your life. If you just put your head down, plow through it, go through the yep. grind. Anybody in America can be successful. We taught that in school systems, all growing up that, Hey, you're going to, you got to go through this. You got to be successful. You got to have a job. You got to have this. And then yep. we get into the, you know, the whole plan of school, college, job, family, kids, end of life kind of thing and call a day. But these things that were taught as kids and me specifically knowing that like, I'll never forget. um, It wasn't even until this, my senior year of college that when I was given the chance to take electives Mm -hmm. that I was just like, wait a second, I can choose to learn something that I want to learn kind of thing. 
And so for me, it was just like, you're just, you're going through these motions all growing up, learn this, learn this, learn this, learn this and not want literally it. There wasn't like any real, there was a couple teachers through those years that were active and talking about like, Hey, what do you want to do with your life? Or what's your passion kind of thing. But I mean, all the curriculum, everything we learned in school was just learn this, get through this class, get this grade and keep going. And so there was never any of this like oh, hey, maybe God's given you something that you have been programmed and wired to from God's hands. But no, it's more just like you need to do these things so that you can be the most successful person that you can. And then you have the grading systems, the competition of, oh, you got this grade and you got, I mean, grade shaming. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like that, that, these are things that are so real. They are real. They're so like, oh, you got a C on that test? Like, I got an A minus. And so, and it's just like, you know, you do. It's it's not even just like, hey, I didn't do good on that test. It's like, oh no, like I'm not as competent. I'm not. Anything. It defines who we are. It does. And so you get into these things of like, really the question we ask ourselves in this is like, what have I grown up with yeah. that has actually shaped how I view my life in the world? And even more so, not just that, I think as a Christian, you have to go into that of what are the things that I've been taught that have shaped my self-worth? Yes. Like my self-worth is actually on these things. And that was a big thing for me. Like I, my brother, he got the brains of the organization. I did not do well in school. I hated school, but I actually carried shame with that. Or it's just like, I'm never going to, I was never able to really like celebrate my, how God wired me. Because I was so consumed with, it's just school. It's just school. It's just school. Like you have to get through school. So, and that speaks to, uh, like you said about electives, Hmm. you know, if, if you're, if you're studying something you're interested in, that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. Cause you, you've, you graduated from seminary with pretty high Absolutely. GPA, and, and so you're right. interested in that. I actually enjoyed it. Now, I didn't like the work of seminary and the school side, but seminary was the first time that I was just like, wait a second. I actually kind of want to write this paper because yeah. it, it's unpacking this critical text in the Bible. And I'm like, wait a second. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was a total change. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, we can't always do what we want to do. Right. That's part of life. Yeah. And I, I really think that that's where we're kind of hurting as a as a society right now. And the church, mm. we're doing the same things in the church. It's like, it's all about what you like to do. Come on. And... There are things that we are required to do, I think even as the people of God, that aren't always fun and yeah. doesn't put us in a popularity light. And but, but I do think that because of social media and technology, it, it's a different day. Mm-hmm. How do we communicate with one another? How do we even get the Word of God into the hearts of people mm. in in the situation we're yeah. in right now, because it it is different than at any other time in history. Every generation has had their thing. Yeah. And, you know, it. there was a generation and the church had to deal with, at some point, the telephone. Yeah. And then the church had to deal with television. Yeah. And then the church had to deal with cell phones. And then the church had to deal with social media and the Internet. Yeah. And, and even though there's always been something... I think the 21st century is one of the hardest times for the church that we've ever been in because, and I call it this kind of Tower of Babel problem 
that we have in the church. And that is we think we can create like or as well as God. Oh, yeah. That we can reach heaven on our own power. Yeah. And and that's exactly what happened in the Tower of Babel story, that, you know, they thought that they had the same power. Yeah. And it goes all the way back to the beginning in Genesis where where how did how did sin get introduced to the world? The serpent said, really? Yeah. God told you that. He just doesn't want you to be as great as he is. Do what wow. you want to do. Do it. You're capable. You're just as capable as God. You can create as well as God, better than mm. God. You know, eat this apple. What's wrong with you? It's yeah. an apple or it's a piece of fruit or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so I sometimes wonder if it was a lemon. <laughs> it was like really sour. And, you know, who knows what it yeah, was. Why, but, why we made the apple. The, or a pomegranate. The pomegranate dragon fruit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but really, that is that is a real issue for Christians. Yeah. I get it that the world deals with it. The human nature is we try to outsmart God. We try to outdo God. We try to do this life without God. Mm. I get it from the world standpoint. In the church, though, man, we have we have given into this thing yeah. in subtle ways sometimes, yeah. but we do. We oh, yeah. do that. And and I think right now more than ever, we got to support each other. Yeah. Because walking in the light, in my opinion, is sometimes doing things that we don't want to do. Yeah. We don't just get to do the electives right. as the people of God. Yeah. We have electives. Oh, I yeah. have some really fun things I get to do because of my Christianity. Yeah. But there are also some things that are just tough. Yeah. There are things that I have to deal with sometimes that I just want to walk away from. But God says, no. Yeah. This is for your good. Yeah. And it's not what you'd like to do. Absolutely. But it is something that you're going to be glad you did it. Right. Because I'm going to teach you. I'm going to form you. Yeah. And so I yeah. I, I just I'm, I think about it a lot, though, mm. because we really do in the church give in to what we like and what we don't like. Mm-hmm. And Scripture has no bearing. Yeah. Because we can even pick and choose that. Right. Oh, yeah. Which is why, you know, our church just left the United Methodist Church. That's that's the whole. That was really the biggest issue. Is like, okay, I love what Jesus said over here. Uh, I'm not so sure about what Jesus said over here. Yes. So I'm going to live over here, yes. and and we subtly do this. And the world, I think, looks at us and says, "What? You know, we don't agree with you, but hey, don't be a hypocrite. Be who you yeah. say you are." Yeah, and and I don't know. Social media is having a bearing like I can't even believe right, right. now. The yeah. way it really twists and turns you. Oh, absolutely. And helps you. I mean, you know this. Yeah. You know this. We have teenagers. Well, we have adults now. Every, All of their identity is wrapped up in how many likes they get or how many clicks they get. Mm. And it's amazing to me yeah. that that's where we are, yeah. even as Christians. Yeah. So anyway, well, I could talk about that a long time. That's an interesting thing too. And and before we before we go into that side, because that's a big part of American culture is comparison. Yep. Um, I want to hit just real quick of it's something you said with um, this. Where do we where do we see ourselves in the church when it comes to this success platform? Yeah. And how yeah. do we go about shaping our own? 
our own ideas of what church is, what we like, what we don't like, what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. Because I think the success thing really comes into grasps with the heavy idea that Satan wants you to say, hey, uh, the world's going to say work for everything. Mm -hmm. Go and get it. You want it, you have to go and get it yourself kind of thing. And we know that the gospel is completely contrary to that. The way you get to God is by letting go of all that stuff. It's yep. it's becoming. And so we see, like I read this at, at Park last night in Romans 8, where, hey, if we're following... Um, if we're following Christ, if we if we're in the family of God, we're co heirs with Christ, yeah, yeah. and so we've got this standpoint in the scriptures where it's just like, hey, if I've said yes to Christ, I'm kind of on equal status with Christ, yeah. and I'm going to sit at the right hand of glory, and I'm going to be with Him, ruling with Him, having the heavens and the earth. They're going to be mine, just like Christ. But we forget, and this is the critical part: we forget how Christ got to the right hand of the Father. Yeah, it was yeah. becoming last. Absolutely. It was becoming a servant. A servant. It was, it was, yeah, I'm going to get everything I get with Christ. And Christ is just like, yeah, you want everything you, I have, but you don't want to get it the way that I Yeah, it is it. something I'm really struggling with right now, too. Yeah. I mean, I just got to say that because I, th- I think for a lot of my ministry, I really chased what was shiny, mm. what sparkled, um, you know, the the accolades that you get when you're part of a growing church and, and all of that is wrapped up in performance and this, this American culture that you talked about earlier of, you know, we'll we'll tell you what's good. We'll Mm. tell you, we'll tell you when you're good and when you're not Mm. just, just, just keep leaning in to the culture and you We'll tell you when you're doing all right. And there in the media, there are a couple of sayings, and unfortunately, they're true. Yeah. And that's one, uh, and one, one of the things is sex sales. I mean, it yep. does. Yep. Sex sales. And the other is if it bleeds, it leads. Yes. And like in the news world, it's like you, you hook people in the beginning of a newscast with really ugly stuff or a good TV show. You put some kind of sex scene or romantic scene in the first episode. Yes. Always. Yes. To hook you in, to hook people in. And, and it, it, it plays to our sin nature. Mm -hmm. That's what all that stuff does. It plays to our sin nature. And I think a lot of times, even as Christ followers, we're just like, Oh, that's just kind of the way it is. I guess, you know, we just got to live with it. And it's not true. We don't. No, we don't. Not. And that's how I think you really go about how do you, and this is, man, this is such a much longer conversation, but it's like, I think the way that you bring that authenticity and vulnerability as a Christ follower is by, you have to recognize number yes. one, like who, who is Jesus? And what does he stand for? What is he like? What is he not like? And in the midst of this looming American culture, that's all based on go and make something of your life. Yeah. You want to be faithful and be a Christian. You live every single day as exactly what Jesus says. Go be the last among you. Yeah. You want to be the greatest. You want to get to the p- place that I'm at. Okay. Go be the last yep. out of everybody. That's right. And that, I mean, that just breaks down everything because when you really do look at, Hey, what are the things that I've defined my self-worth? What are the things that I, in order for me to feel good enough other than Jesus saying, Hey, 
I love you. Mm -hmm. I want to make you a part of my family. I've made you a part of my family. Other than that being our sole identifier, what are those things that we are just like, and we hear it all the time in church. Hey, what are the things you can't love money? You can't love that. But when, when you really truly come to the point of, am I going to do this Jesus thing? We have to, we have to, as Christ followers come to grips of those of saying, Hey, I do love money. I really love money or, Hey, I really love the affirmation that, uh, romance makes me feel, or, Hey, I really love what it, the affirmation I get for doing a good job to the point where these things do at times become, I need these things in order to feel good. And so if we're going to be Christians, we've got to one, be open and vulnerable about that of, Hey, these are the things that my flesh absolutely loves, but I'm still going to choose to be last. So that brings us into social media and comparison culture of what social media has done, I think has just blown up the natural desire for affection and adoration and affirmation. And it has been absolutely chaotic. And here's the thing. It's like, we sometimes think social media is this millennial Gen Z younger thing. They just care about likes and they just want people to know, but it's like all of us have that desire and it's going to come out in some way or another. And it's going to be prevalent. Social media has just opened the floodgates to show how screwed up we actually are. Well, it just feeds into it just feeds into you're only as good as what people can physically see about you. Ooh, come on. Whether that's the way we look or whether it's the kind of success that we have. I'll tell you where I was just dealing with this this morning actually. Mm. Um <clears throat> Chris Harrison is on our staff here at Centenary and she's our new member coordinator and yeah. she does a really good job with all that and and a lot of people are coming to Centenary right now and she's hopping but she sent me this list this morning of we have what's called Centenary 101. Yeah. And so that's coming up. And she sent me this list and she's like, hey, you know, there are 12 people wow. that have already signed up for Centenary 101. You know, this, do you want to come meet them? And, and that's like a normal thing that she does. <clears throat> and, but instead of thinking about first, and I was just thinking about this before we came in here today because I'd gotten her email. Instead of first thinking about, okay, I need to go to 101 and really just meet these people and get to know who they are and what are their needs and why did God send them here? Because God sent them here for a reason. You know, my first thought was, wow, that's a lot of people Mm. that signed up for 101 so far. And that's really good stuff. And then the other thing, I did this to you yesterday, Mm. actually, and after I did it, I thought, I don't, why did you do that? Oh. But we got the report on Park. Yeah. And, you know, there, there are like almost 50 people at Park yeah. on, on Sunday night. <laughs> and what did I do? <clears throat> Excuse me. I took the report. I circled, circled the it, number yeah. and I texted it to you. And like, this is great. Yeah. And it's, it, it, so instead of my first thought being, because we had all these college students there, you know, yeah. Sunday night. And instead of me thinking, Hey, why are they showing up? Why do they feel a need mm. to be in a worship setting on Sunday night? Yeah, what's God doing in their lives? We need to find out what they need from yep. God and, and walk with them. Yep. These are college students. Yep. Instead of thinking that first, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to circle this number yep. and send it to Spencer and say, good job, yeah, good exactly. job. <laughs> and it's really, it really is Dude, that's vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, and, and mm. it's it's just that it because man. The world's the world's not saying, 
hey, that's great that you want to spend time with these people and find out what their hurts are mm. and their needs. You know, it's that you got your numbers are going up in the upward direction. That's really great. And man, it's just insidious. Yes. And it's poison. Yes. Because it pulls us away from everything you just said about us being a servant. Come on. And being last. Mm. So I you know, it's just it's just something that I'm I'm thinking about. And yeah. I'm telling you, I have not mastered it. Because yeah. just when I think I'm okay, right. I get an email and I think there's something this, else. I yeah. must be doing something right. <laughs> Which I'm not doing yeah. some things right for sure, but but it does it it you're there's this I think the enemy uses this so yes. hard in our lives and that is you're only as good as you look mm. you're only as good as the number of people who know about you yep. and who talk good about you you're only as good as the number of clicks and likes you get on your account yes and man it is just such a terrible cycle yes. and it doesn't surprise me that a lot of our young people are anxiety ridden yeah. because that's where they're growing up and they're living right they're now. They're living, they're being pushed <clears throat> and living to a standard that yeah. was never supposed to be lived to. Exactly. And I think the encouragement that I feel like uh, we can give for comparison is Matthew six, where Jesus is saying, Hey, and this is, this is so more pertaining to religious leaders back in the time, but prayer and open prayer, like Eastern culture and that is so much more, especially Israel, so much more religious. And we will never understand what it's like to actually have like religion in the streets and like everything's all around God and religion. And so one of the things he's saying is there's these moments where people can get up and be really religious in front of people Mm -hmm. and and say these elaborate prayers and look good and everything. And sometimes we take that as like, all right, well, we can, we can see that and just put it on pastors or people who we see from stage, but all of us do it. And I think it does in a way apply to everybody of when you're in the light and you really are trying to please God, but through a very public and self-affirmative way, what's the, uh, what's the counter opposite to comparison? What does God base and judge and, Mm -hmm. and see your heart with? It's in the, it's in the secret place. It's in your closet. And humility. It's in the closet when nobody, not even when, Hey, I gave this person money when nobody was looking. No, no, no. no. It is when it's just you and God. Yeah. Yeah. What is your heart really going to say? Because if we want to battle comparisons as an authentic and vulnerable Christian, it starts and is only judged in the secret place. Yeah. When it's just you and God and you've got nowhere else to run for affirmation or you have no place (laughs) else to seek that. It's just, is my heart really going to find its worth and find its value in God and just simply who he says that I am? So it's like, don't. Don't pray out loud. Don't do all the things just for you. Yeah. What do you like when it is just you and God? That's it. And so that leads us into the last little bit of AI. You mentioned this. Um, yeah. And so we've got, it's not just AI. And we've talked about AI and all. And no, this is more of, I'd say it is kind of a younger generation kind of thing. Um, and we talked about this, but like you've got AI, you've got chat GPT, you've yep. got, um, and this was one of the, okay. So I think this would be the most, and parents, if you're listening, if you know the video games and stuff like this, um, but video games, I think are a huge thing of this specifically one in particular, uh, this game called Minecraft. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of it. There is no, I'm, I mean, I'm telling you, there's genuinely like no goal to Minecraft. 
other than sit and build. That's it. Yeah. And so we were talking, you and I were talking about this, I think a couple of weeks so ago. So it never ends. You're just it always just never building. Ends. Exactly. It, these it, empires. It yeah. never ends. You're just building stuff and you're collecting stuff and you're building a house. You're, build, you're building an entire life. And so video games for me, kind of growing up, there was always an end, right? Yeah. You get on the game and same for you, like arcade stuff. Like there's all, you're yeah. just trying to get a high score. For me, it was like, hey, you're walking through this story and you're just trying to get, there's always these ends. But yes. what's happening right now is these games are coming out where these developers are making these ever expansive, never ending realities that you can go into. And it is almost, and I'm not saying, I'm not one of those people that's like, Minecraft's of the devil, so you can't do that. No, (laughs) I'm saying like, it's the Tower of Babel. It's not that, hey, we're going to reach God and take over the world. It's the fact of wow, I have some power to create not just something, but my own reality, VR, things like that, where you're just going to see this consistent, like... What is VR? VR, virtual reality. Oh, virtual reality. Virtual reality, Oculuses, all that stuff, the headsets. And I mean, it's like, I can create an ever-expansive, completely open creation world that's just mine. Yeah. And I can live there and I go there for my dopamine boosts. I go there for my kind of not, not even maybe self-worth, but like accomplishment, right? Like, Hey, I built this. I, I was, uh, there was a, <laughs> there was a video of a guy, two guys who spent 15 years building in Minecraft, the entire, everything you see in Lord of the Rings and all three movies, Oh yeah, like every city, every dungeon, they spent 15 years recreating this on Minecraft. Yeah. And it's just like, what? That is crazy. What? But yeah, but that's the culture we're stepping And it's like into. a cartoon kind of thing. I mean, oh, yeah. it's not like, it's not, it doesn't look real. Blocks. Is that? It's just blocks. Yeah. It's like, it's virtual <clears throat> Legos. That's yeah. it. <laughs> okay. And it's, it can be fun, but that's the culture we're stepping into. And so regardless of what generation you are. And it costs money too. It does it? cost money. Because I was, I was sending my daughter uh, some money on Venmo one day. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that she had some either someone sent her money or someone or she had sent money to someone. You know how you can write what it's for? Mm-hmm. And it was for Roblox. And I was like, <laughs> what is that? What? And so that's how I found about Roblox. But because I was like, I asked my daughter, I was like, what is Roblox? I didn't and she's even like, oh, it's, this, it's this game and you, huh. you're you building stuff and yeah. i still don't really understand what it is but yeah i mean similar concept where it's just like it is it's the babble thing it's yeah. i can form and forge my own reality and you know whatever generation you are listening to this like this is the world we're stepping into yeah it really is and people are getting more more acquainted with the world that they can go live in versus the real world and so yeah. how does that affect you as a christian like God is calling you into reality, which is his world. And we're doing the same thing that Babel was doing, which we have the power. We have the capabilities yeah. to do all of this stuff. And it's, it's dangerous. Well, not as it dangerous. It's just, it's just downright scary because I was reading something about AI on my Apple feed not long ago. And they were, this guy was saying that there's statistical data now for the first time when you, when you ask people about relationships mm. and who they're in relationships with and what's important, that <clears throat> there are percentages now of people 
<clears throat> excuse me, excuse me. There are percentages now of people wow. who are admitting that they have AI boyfriends and girlfriends. Oh my gosh! And it's like it's a real thing. It's like yeah, they they talk, they chat with wow. artificial intelligent people like they're real people. Wow. And and for the first time, when you do statistical data on relationships. That's showing up now, that there are wow. percentages of people who actually take seriously their relationships with AI, which is just, I mean, I don't even know how to think about that. Do you think, so we asked, uh, Maddie and I were joking one night, and I asked Alexa if she loved me. And <laughs> my Alexa said, I'm a robot or something, and I'm incapable of feeling that kind of yeah, feeling. Yeah. And I was just like, you think they genuinely put that in there because, like... Somebody actually yeah. wants to find value in an Alexa. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, it's like, I don't connect with the real world. And so I can shape the reality I want with a bot or some kind of AI that is going to give me the affection and affirmation that I think I want. Yeah. And I'm not able to connect that in the world. And that as, as a Christian in, in, because we're people of the world. Yeah. Like Christians, we are people of the world. We are we are not only redeemed through God, but our whole thing is we're going to be here. And he invites us into helping yeah. redeem this world. And so yeah. we have to be careful. Again, it's like, sure, you can enjoy something like a Minecraft. Right. You can enjoy the ability to use the imagination and the creative aspects that God's given you. But when it does truly become, this is better yeah. than anything that I can see in school. Well, that's the danger. Me, that's the danger. Oh and, and what I would say is that, you know, Scripture says that we're to be in the world, but not of the mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we kind of get tripped up because, you know, we we are in the world. We live in a world where we depend on things in this physical realm. Yeah. <clears throat> but but Scripture says, yeah, you got to live in that, but you're not you're not to be of that. Yeah, and. And we really cross those lines we too do. often oh, as absolutely. the people of God. We just, we're in it. We are, we are in the world and we are of the world. Absolutely. And then we come to church and we sit in a pew and we worship and then we walk out of here and we are no different really no. than, than people who are not Christian. Right. And that's why the AI thing is just really scary to me because yeah. it's, I don't know. And I still don't really understand where the information comes from. <laughs> I mean, it's like, because yeah. people say, well, it's not really the internet. It's actually original created content. But I'm like, there has, they have to be pulling yeah. something from some intelligent source. I'm not sure I understand. Do you understand what that not is? At all. <laughs> Literally not at all. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Even. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's wild. It's wild yeah. what we're putting our creative use to. And again, it just goes back to the thing of what is going to be more appealing and attractive. Satan yeah. wants to pull you away from anything to do with God. Yes. And God cares about his world and Satan is going to make the world seem as bland, as scary, as yes. un like all of that to, to anybody and everybody. And the rise of this technology allows us to 
vacate allows mm-hmm. us to get away. I mean, you, you don't even have to put on a pair of goggles. You could get on Instagram and just simply watch funny videos for, which yeah. is my guilty pleasure, <laughs> funny videos for four and a half hours. And it's just like, oh yeah, I kind of got. Yeah. Natalie and I are now totally off social media. Nice. I mean, it's just like we have no social media accounts. I got a, I've got to link them. I don't even count that as yeah, social no, media because no. it's pretty boring. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, just because, and because Natalie's never really been into social media anyway. Like mm-hmm. she's never had a Facebook account. Yeah. Um, but she did have Instagram, and yeah. she only looked at it once at a blue moon, and she didn't put a whole lot on it. But she would look at some things sometimes to the point where she said this is a waste of time yeah. I'm, I've got, I'm not going to be on instagram anymore it is. so she canceled her account awesome. and so now we don't have any kind of connections awesome. and i get different feedback from that from people mm-hmm. some people think oh man that's great you know yeah. we, we, i wish we could get that out of our lives and then some people are like yeah but you're gonna be out of touch because that's how everybody communicates now that's true and, and so it's like, okay, but everybody just has to make their own yeah. decision about it. You live and, and you yeah. just follow God. So, And we do communicate. Our church communicates yeah. really well through social through media. Social media. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, it's <laughs> uh, our former um, youth pastor here, Claire Hart, was telling me one time that in one of their planning meetings, mm. they decided that they were going to. I guess they did this whole teaching thing on social media, kind of this gotcha. the stuff that we're talking about for the for the students. Yeah, and they contemplated as a leadership team whether they should all um, cancel their wow. um, social media social accounts media for for ESM for Encounter Students wow. Ministry that they would lead by yeah. example and get rid of. Because so many of those kids depend on social media and website to communicate with Encounter Student Ministries. But they were like, why don't we just cancel our stuff and lead by example so that we have to interact more instead of getting online to know what's going on? And they decided not to do it because they thought they would lose too many connections with the students. Yeah. Which is probably true. It's probably true. It's probably true, but it's just kind of – it's this mm. it's this kind of vicious cycle that we're in with social media. Absolutely. So as we as we wrap up, um, I think just leaving with the last few words of encouragement of just number one, like living in this day and age is tough. Yeah. It is it is tough. And yes, American culture wants to pull you away from God, but behind that there is a very real enemy. And yes. His name is Satan. His name is the devil. And he really does. He wants to pull you away from... Beelzebub. Beelzebub. <laughs> old Slick. Old, I was about to say Old Slick. You said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a great pastor one time who used to talk about Old Slick. Old Slick. <laughs> but he's he he wants to pull you away from God. He wants to do everything he can. And he's not ugly. He's, he's gorgeous. He's not ugly. Gorgeous. And it... it the enemy presents himself yeah. like something that you really cannot say no to. Mm. And and we get taken in by that stuff. Yeah. So that's why we need each yeah. other. It's true. And if we're going to do this Christian thing in a very saturated culture, we have to look at what are the things that I've built my self-worth on and come to Christ and then 
go into relationships where not only, hey, in these secret moments with God, we're able to identify and actually accept where the things that we love, the things that we love more than him at times. I would love to know, just sitting there, Mm. how many people in this church actually have a quote-unquote secret place Mm. that they're in consistently? Yeah. Because Scripture is really clear that we need to have that place. Go find it. Closet, bedroom. I guarantee you that so many people wouldn't even know what we're talking about. Right. About the secret place. But it is. It's There is this. I talked about this on Sunday, how there is a a individual relationship that we have with God. Hmm. But it's not personal and private. It's a community effort. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a true Christian, your, your faith is not private. It is a community yeah. event. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it's set up. Huge. We've got to be in relationships with each yeah. other. But there is this piece where, where, you know, Jesus says, even the disciples come, come away with me to a lonely place mm. and rest. And, and so there are those things that those times that we have to be just one-on-one. Yeah. And then the secret place is huge. You know, if more people understood that and had that, yeah. It would change your spiritual life, totally mm. change your spiritual life. Oh, big and time. prayer, if and in the secret place, prayer becomes more than, "Hey, God, I need this," or "Please heal my friend of cancer," or "Be with all those poor children across the ocean who have no food." Those are all great prayers. Yeah. We need to pray those prayers, but that's where it ends for us. Yeah, and we don't ever learn anything about ourselves. No. Because we don't go to the secret place. Yeah. We don't come away to a lonely place with Jesus. Yeah. We we're we're just kind of given lip service. Mm. And actually we spend more time on social media and AI yeah. and VR. I'm glad we're on VR is today. <laughs> I now I can start using that. <laughs> than we do with yeah. the Father. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah. Well, next week we are going to finish up kind of our real authentic. What are we talking about uh, next week? We're going to be talking about leadership. How do you be a real authentic leader? Oh, okay. That's going to be really sweet as we wrap that up. I'm a great example of that. uh, Conversation was helpful, (laughs) and we'll see you back here next week. See ya. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Centenary Podcast, and we'll see you back here for the next episode.